Hey, and welcome to Epistle, a devotional podcast that goes through the New Testament one book at a time. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, or whenever you listen to this podcast. We're in Acts chapter 2, starting at verse 22 today. People of Israel, listen. God publicly endorsed Jesus the Nazarene by doing powerful miracles, wonders, and signs through him, as you well know. But God knew what would happen, and his prearranged plan was carried out when Jesus was betrayed. With the help of lawless Gentiles, you nailed him to a cross and killed him. But God released him from the horrors of death and raised him back to life, for death could not keep him in its grip. King David said this about him, I see that the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. No wonder my heart is glad and my tongue shouts his praises. My body rests in hope. For you will not leave my soul among the dead or allow your Holy One to rot in the grave. You have shown me the way of life, and you will fill me with the joy of your presence. There's a lot going on in this passage as Peter continues his sermon to the crowd that's assembled outside of the house as the Holy Spirit has uh, fallen onto the apostles on the day of Pentecost during this festival in Jerusalem. And as he continues his sermon, there's a lot going on here. There's a lot to unpack. So this is uh, the second part of uh, however many parts it takes for us to get through this incredible message that Peter is boldly proclaiming to the crowds. And boldly is exactly the right adjective to use to describe what he's doing because he has outright placed the blame of the death of Jesus Christ on the shoulders of those who are listening. It is your responsibility. It is your fault that Jesus was not just handed over to the Romans, but that he was killed and crucified, and you are the one who killed him on a cross. And it's important for us to realize here that as Jesus was doing his earthly ministry, as he was uh, going around Israel and uh, doing all of these signs and miracles, that these signs of mir- and miracles were not him simply being uh, a, a terrific magician or a magical doctor who was born centuries ahead of his time. But no, these were miracles that confirmed that he was on a mission from God, much like the prophets and other messengers from the Old Testament. The Israelites would have recognized that these were signs that only a person who had been sent on a mission from God could accomplish. And obviously Jesus was on a mission from God. He was God. But specifically, the mission that God the Father had for Jesus was that he would come and save people from their sins. And in order to prove that he was on a mission from God, these signs accompanied him. And despite having seen all of these signs and wonders and miracles, the Israelites still saw fit to have him arrested. And with the assistance of the Romans, who were the leading officials who could carry out the death sentence at this time, crucified the Messiah. Not only was he the one who was a terrific teacher, not only was he one who could heal people from illnesses that were incurable, but this was the Lord of life. This was the Messiah. This was the Savior. This is the man that they had been waiting for for centuries. And here they were responsible for killing him. We take a look here uh, and the passage from Matthew 27, 25 comes to mind as Jesus is being uh, put on trial and, and uh, Pilate is about to wash his hands and he says, this death, this man's blood is on your own hands. And the Israelites say his blood be on us and on our children. And they receive uh, the, and accept the responsibility for uh, crucifying Jesus at this time. 
But I think it goes a step beyond just for those who are present, because it's not just the Romans, it's not just the Pharisees and the Jewish leaders, it's not just the Jewish people who are responsible for Jesus' death, right? When we consider why Jesus had to come in the first place, he came to save people from their sin. All sinners are responsible for the death of Jesus. And for you listening today, the question is, are you a sinner? And the answer is, of course, a resounding yes, you are. And despite being a sinner, despite being one who has done mis- made mistakes and has done the wrong thing probably more than once or twice, this is what we have to face with today, that Jesus was the one who came to save us from our sins, and we being sinners are the ones that are responsible for him dying. But it's okay Because God is the one who had this plan in motion. It was God's will that Jesus was to die for our sins in order that we can be saved. The incredible thing about forgiveness is that it erases all of the sin. The forgiveness that Jesus gives us erases all of the sin that is in our lives. But the problem with forgiveness is that it always comes at a price. Maybe you've uh, been in a position where you've had to forgive your sibling because Uh, of something that they've done against you, or maybe they've hurt you or or done something that offended you, or maybe a friend or, or a relative or somebody else. But the problem with forgiveness, the price tag that it comes with, is that when you forgive a person for the wrong that they've done against you, the price tag is that you can no longer be angry at them for what they've done. And the price tag for the forgiveness of our sins is that God now places the full wrath of his judgment against sin on the shoulders of Jesus. And it's a reminder here for us that in the midst of a terrible, unjust situation, that God's plan is still able to be carried out. It reminds us that God is able to work in the best and the worst of circumstances. And and Peter here quotes from King David, Israel's probably greatest king from the Old Testament in Psalm 16, when he talks about Jesus being risen from the dead. In verse 27, you will not allow your Holy One to rot in the grave. Other versions of the Bible say you will not let your Holy One see decay. And I love that. That's a great picture here that God raises Jesus from the dead. And David isn't just talking about himself being in a tough situation and God will deliver him from it, but he's talking centuries further past when he will be in existence past his own demise, he's talking about Jesus here. So the question for us to wrestle with is this, especially when it comes to our faith, when it concerns our faith, what makes people turn a blind eye to obvious truths or facts? Thanks for listening to Epistle. You can find, follow, and give feedback on our Instagram page at E underscore Pistle. You can find all of the episodes for this podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and please feel free to share them with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.